Hey there, it's Heather Creekmore. I am so glad that you are listening to the Compared to Who show today. We have a big topic to tackle and I can't wait to get into it. But before we do, I wanted to ask a big favor of you. This show has been nominated for a Spark Media Podcast Award. Would you be willing to stop and take two seconds, click the link in the show notes, and vote for the Compared to Who show for Best Female Hosted Podcast? I would appreciate it so much. Time runs out quickly on this. It's just good till June 7th. So click that link and help me out if you are willing. Also, if it's after June 7th or even if it's before, man, your reviews of the show mean so much to me. So if something in the show has blessed your life in any way, would you just take a second and leave your review? Oh, I would appreciate that so much. Okay. Do you deserve to wear shorts? That's where we're headed today. I can't wait to hear what you think of this episode. Enjoy. Welcome to Compare to Who, the podcast to help you stop comparing and start living. I'm your host, Heather Creekmore. I hate to admit this, but I used to secretly obsess over my appearance. I thought it was part of my job as a woman to always look better, but never felt like I could be good enough. Maybe you can relate. God in his grace showed me a way out and I want to give you all the tools you need to break free too. If you've ever spent too much time stressing over your looks, I get it. I hope you'll keep listening and find the same freedom I have. Here are three other things you should know about me. I'm a minivan driving mom of four. I'm author of the book Compared to Who and the Burden of Better. I'm a blogger at comparedtowho.me and you just may have seen my epic big fail on Netflix. If you've ever struggled with comparison or body image issues, Compared to Who is the show for you. I hope you enjoy today's episode and hey, tell a friend about it. Do you deserve to wear shorts? Okay, so summer does tend to cause some body image anxiety for a lot of women. I get it. I was listening to something recently and a woman was talking about how she didn't wear shorts for 20 years because a boy in the eighth grade told her she had cellulite on her legs and she shouldn't wear shorts. And it just made me think, I bet so many of my friends listening to this show have a similar story. Maybe it wasn't a boy in eighth grade. Maybe it was your husband. Ugh a friend, or maybe you've just decided that for yourself. You looked in the mirror and then you looked around and you thought, nope, these legs are not worthy of shorts. No one should see these thighs. You've thought all of the things and I get it. And in fact, I have to give credit for this whole topic really to my friend Mindy Pickens, who was a Compared to Who blog contributor several years ago. I talk about Mindy's story in my book, Compared to Who. Mindy is awesome. She has one of like the top blog posts of all times on my blog about her story with recognizing body image idolatry. But Mindy wrote a post for me several years ago called, Do You Deserve to Wear Shorts? So I 
I have to give a big shout out to Mindy because this was her topic idea. And so today, kind of drawing from Mindy's experience, and you, you need to go read the blog post because Mindy talks about like wearing um, summer skirts and you know, all the ways that she avoided shorts, right? And, the, and those are fine. Like there's nothing wrong with summer skirts, okay? There's nothing in scripture <laughs> that tells us you must wear shorts, okay? Wearing shorts is optional. My heart today though is to convince you that if you've decided not to wear shorts, because you don't deserve to wear shorts because you don't meet some sort of cultural standard of acceptability that allows you to wear shorts. That's my heart to really like get you to think through that and hopefully to help you recognize that you are so much more than what your legs look like in short pants. Okay, so let's get going. Okay, so there are maybe a zillion reasons why you believe you shouldn't wear shorts. Maybe you don't like your leg size. Maybe it is the cellulite on the back of your thighs. Oh, guess what? Most of us have it. In fact, teenagers even have it, okay? So if you're a young girl and you're like, I shouldn't have cellulite, that's for old, old ladies like Heather. <laughs> no, no, cellulite. It happens. There are very few that escape it, okay? Or maybe you don't like the shape of your legs. Y'all, my college roommate, still to this day, if you're listening, April, now you know the truth. She tells me that my legs look like the Little Mermaid's legs, okay? Now, that sounds a little strange, right? Because Little Mermaid has like a mermaid tail, I guess, at some point. But when she becomes a person, she has these kind of, I don't know, I'd say maybe rounder legs. I mean, she's a cartoon character. And... I think April means it as a compliment when she says that, but I don't know. I always took that. Those were not the kind of legs I wanted. Let me just put it like that. The kind of legs I wanted were more like Angelina Jolie's when she wore that dress several years ago. It might have been a decade ago with the slit up it or, you know, the six foot tall model's legs. Those were the legs that I deemed appropriate and acceptable. And those were never my legs. So those of you that know my story, you know, like legs are my thing, right? Like I struggled with my legs starting in third grade. Uh, I didn't like the way I looked in pants. And so you can only imagine that shorts have been a struggle for me. I never enjoyed wearing shorts. There was a time when I was really working out a lot. I was in my 20s where I was, you know, okay with it. But maybe those two, three years, thats those are maybe the only years of my life when I didn't really overthink wearing shorts. And even then, and I look back on the pictures and I'm just like, ugh you know, if you could go back, right? Because I wasn't content then. Even then I remember thinking I couldn't wear shorts with sneakers, that I should only wear shorts with like shoes that give me a little bit of lift to make my legs look longer, all the things, okay? And hopefully I'm talking your language. Hopefully you've been there, you understand. If you're listening to this episode, it's probably because you never liked wearing shorts much either. So those are kind of all the issues, the reasons maybe why we've decided we're not worthy of wearing shorts. So I guess the other side of that is, why should you wear shorts? I mean, like I said, there, there are other options. Um, and I guess my quick rebuttal would be, because it's hot outside. I mean, I know not all y'all live in hot climates, but I live in Texas, friends, and it's fixing, that's a good Texas word for you. It's fixing to be like 107 degrees here in a month. And it gets hot in 107 degrees wearing jeans. It just does. <laughs> um, so shorts are a fantastic alternative when it is hot outside. And so I, I guess where I really wanna take us today 
is to the point where if you've made the solid decision in your life not to wear shorts, where maybe you question it a little bit today, right? Again, there's no rule that says you have to wear shorts. Your heart and life is not going to be changed by you wearing shorts. But I wonder if this has become sort of a mental stronghold for you, right? If this is just a block in your freedom where you're like, I'm okay to feel better about my body generally, and I'm okay to recognize that my value is not in my body. I'm okay to recognize some of these things, but if I'm honest, no, I just don't touch that area. Don't talk to me about shorts because I'm just not going to go there. And, and that's that's really where I would like to, a challenge is a strong word, but I'd like to encourage you today, okay? So if you're there, if you've decided your legs are not worthy of shorts, here's just a couple things I want you to consider. Thing one, your legs are not worthy of shorts compared to who? Okay, right? Like, yeah, okay. So that's what the show's called. But seriously, have you asked yourself that question? My legs are not good enough compared to whose legs? Compared to her legs, her legs, her legs. Who are you comparing yourself to where you have decided that your legs are not good enough? I promise you, friend, for every person that you find with quote-unquote culturally acceptable perfect legs, you will find two or three women who do not meet that impossible standard. In fact, I would say it may be more like one out of every 20 women have the legs we see on magazine covers. Actually, it could be even more like one out of every hundred friends. Okay. So who are you comparing yourself to? Who are you looking at with these perfect legs? And oh, by the way, for my friends that are over 40, don't be looking at a 20 year old and saying my legs don't look like hers. So that precludes me from wearing shorts. Okay. Now let, let's be honest. Maybe you shouldn't be like trying to look like a 20 year old wearing the same shorts that a 20 year old would wear. Of course, now everything is back to the 80s style with those big baggy things and waistbands with pleats and elastic and all the things that make me cringe because I already wore them once and I can't go there again. But if you are comparing your 40 something legs to the legs of a 20 something, oh friend, you just got to stop. That's just not a fair comparison. And guess what? Let me just free you with something. No reasonable human being is looking at you saying, I can't believe that 45 year old woman doesn't have the same legs as the 22 year old. It's just not happening, right? You are thinking about this so much more than anyone else you know is. So free yourself from that. Free yourself from that condemnation you hear. Who tells you that your legs are not good enough? Who is setting this standard for you? And if you're trying to change your legs to make them shorts worthy, who's gonna tell you when they're good enough? Is there this person in your life that's gonna say, okay, now you can wear shorts, now you're granted permission. They're gonna like nod their head like a magic genie. Yes, now you are worthy. Come into my presence with shorts. I really hope you don't have anyone like that in your life. I truly do. Like I, I've heard some horror stories but I, I'm praying that's not you. I'm praying that in this situation, this is just you and your mirror or your scale. And you have determined, nope, can't do it, can't do it, can't do it. And maybe there is this elusive number. Okay, if I see that number on the scale, then I'll do it. Or, you know, if I get this tone, this level of tone in my legs, then I'll do it, right? 
but friend, how are you going to know when you're there? And let me tell you another truth that, that I just almost shared, but I'll, I'll say it in a slightly different way. Even when you get there, you may still feel the same. Even when you reach that goal weight, even when you get that amount of tone, I was teaching kickboxing, okay? So I've been there, I'm not there now, okay? But I was teaching kickboxing in my 20s and my legs looked a lot different, right? Because I was teaching four classes a week and also teaching spin at the same time and I was working my legs really hard, but I still didn't feel like they were good enough. I still hated wearing shorts. I still, like I mentioned, obsessed over what shoes I would wear with my shorts. Oh, I also still use self tanner who's with me on that, right? Because I thought my legs were too white. And so even though my legs were probably pretty toned, mm, no, I was not showing those legs to anyone without the self tanner. And then, oh, friends, I make such a mess with the self tanner, always missing a spot, having like these, these like streaks down the back of my calves because attention to detail is not my forte or like just missing my ankles all together so I'd have oh just issues everywhere or having orange knees oh, all the things friends in fact I messed up my self-tanner on my legs so badly one time and I had a really a really important date I was going to go meet my boyfriend's boss at this July 4th picnic and so I used self-tanner everywhere and I messed my body up so much you guys that I had to wear jeans and long sleeves at this 4th of July. And this was in Washington, DC, where it is hot on the 4th of July and humid. That was awful, friends. So anyway, back to shorts though. Oh, I was stuck. I was stuck thinking about me and what I look like and what everyone else would think about it, what I look like. It, you know, it was almost, it was a full-time job in my head, obsessing over, over me and how I looked. And, um, and Summer kind of brought that all into uh, just an amplified state. Question one, if you're wondering, do you deserve to wear shorts this summer? My question is compared to who? Okay. Question two then goes with this, like whose approval do you need to wear shorts? And I alluded to this before, but is it you that's going to say you're allowed to wear shorts or is it someone else? right? Like if that person in middle school or elementary school that told you you didn't deserve to wear shorts, like you're never going to see them again. Uh, chances are, okay? But even if you did run into them again, is that really the conversation you're hoping for? That you'll run into that boy from sixth grade and he'll say, oh, your legs look good now. Now you can wear shorts. Like that, that kind of resolution is never going to come. And friends, if you're stuck there, stuck, and like maybe it's just not about your legs. Maybe it's about something else. When I work with my coaching clients, we work through some of these lies that other people threw on us, threw up on us in some cases, right? Way back in childhood or, or, you know, college or early twenties, earlier in life, there are lies that have stuck to us from the mean girls or from the mean boyfriend or from the abusive husband. And so in my coaching, we work through some of these lies one by one and, and really work to release them. And part of releasing these lies is, is embracing forgiveness. And I don't say that in a trite, cliche, or light way at all. This is a deep process because some of these lies have produced deep hurt. And so we talk about that. But if, if you're holding on to a lie, if that's what's keeping you stuck uh, and, and, you know, and wearing jeans to the pool in the summer then friend, I just really want you to go in your head and think, okay, you know what? If I did see that boy from sixth grade, hmm, 
I don't know that I need his approval anymore. <laughs> so just, just start the process of thinking through that. And then my third question for you is this, is the way your legs look in shorts what is most important about you? Now, obviously, you know, it's not, right? Like no one's like nodding their head along with this podcast saying, yes, Heather, it is. How my legs look are what's most important about me, right? Like we know this intellectually, uh, but what do you believe in your heart? And maybe it's not most important. Don't get tripped up on that word most but you may feel like it's pretty darn important, right? That what you look like is pretty darn important to what other people think of you, to whether or not other people will approve of you, to whether or not other people like you. Let me take that even one step further, to whether or not other people think you're competent or disciplined, right? Like I've worked with a lot of clients who really struggle with the lie that they're lazy if they don't fit a certain body type, that that's perceived as laziness by others and that others are judging them as being too lazy to be in top model shape. And those are just lies, friend. They're just lies. Because the truth is you have tremendous value and worth beyond what your legs look like. You have tremendous value and worth even if you don't have legs. That's a weird thing to say, right? But I just think of Nick Vojevic. I don't know if you know his ministry or not, but look him up. I think it's Hands and Feet Ministries or look in the show notes <laughs> for that. But Nick Vojevic is a man who was born without any arms or legs. And friends, he has a a tremendous ministry, a tremendous global ministry where he preaches the gospel to literal millions of people. He's amazing and he doesn't even have legs. Okay. I write about Staff Sergeant or Johnny Joey Jones, I think his name is. And he has a quote and I think I put it in Burden of Better. It was someone had asked him, Staff Sergeant Jones, like, why don't you obsess over your legs? Because he had lost his legs in combat, right? He, they were blown up with an ID. And, and he said, I always ask them, why do they obsess so much over theirs? And I thought, oh, that's so brilliant. Boy, what would it look like this summer just to be grateful for legs that work? To be grateful that you have two legs that that can walk and squat down to lift things, you know? And, um, you know, maybe you're carrying children around or, or lugging a puppy around, <laughs> I do that. Um, you know, loading up the car, bending down to load the cooler into the back, uh, taking a walk in the sunshine, a walk on the beach. No matter where your legs take you, what would it look like to just be grateful for that body part? It may not look like you want it to look. It may have more cellulite than you prefer. They may not be as or as pale or whatever your thing is as you would like them to be skin tone wise. They may be hairier than you would prefer, <laughs> okay? But what would it look like to just be grateful for working legs and to thank God for your legs and then to just be free this summer to not obsess over them? I was also thinking of just how funny it is that I'm wearing shorts right now, okay? Because I live in Texas. It's it's already in the 90s and it's only May. And I was working out earlier and it's just more comfortable to wear, work out in shorts, working out in capris, anything that goes over the knee, whoo, that just gets hot. Okay, so I have shorts on right now, but I was thinking about how funny it would be to decide not to wear a coat 
because it makes you look fat. Because coats, I mean, you know, honestly, I've had that thought. Like, you know, especially ski jackets. And they're bulky and they make us look bigger. But no one would ever be like, well, I'm not going to wear a coat because it'll make me look too big. I'll just freeze here in my thin sweater so I look smaller. Like, okay, man, there may be some of us who have had that thought. I have had that thought on a ski slope for sure. But for the most part, it's just practical, right? Like, I'm not going to freeze my tail off, so I'm going to wear a coat. It's just what we have to do. What would it look like to have that same sort of objectivity and freedom around shorts? You know what? It's hot outside. I'm just putting on a pair of shorts. Boom. Who cares? compared to who. This is not where my value comes from. Friend, if you have been in bondage to the concept of shorts, I just pray freedom for you today. I just pray that God will lift this burden from you and you will feel free to dress comfortably this summer. That's my prayer for you. I hope something in today's episode has helped you stop comparing and start living. Bye-bye. Hey friend, would you check out the date on that episode you just listened to? Yeah, it's been a minute. Listening to old podcasts is almost like reading my diary from several years ago. In some cases, it's even a little embarrassing. So instead of listening straight through season by season, can I encourage you to skip ahead? I release brand new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. And if you're not sure where to start, you can go to improvebodyimage.com, find the Start Here button, and I've got several episodes listed and categorized so you can find the topics that are of most interest to you. Your time is valuable, so skip straight to the good stuff. I'm glad you're here. Thanks for letting me be a part of your body image and food freedom journey. Have you ever considered yourself a messenger? I mean, you are called by God, and aren't we all praying the big prayer, here I am, Lord, send me. So if we put two and two together, you've got a message to deliver, my friend. Whether it's mics like this, bookshelves around the world, stages to take, art to make, or businesses to build, it's time we start testifying truth unashamedly, creatively, and in love. My name is Tamara Andress, the host of the Messenger Movement Podcast, which is designed to catalyze Christians to speak, write, build, and testify. I use my mic like a machete, so if you don't like to get your toes stepped on or pushed off cliffs to finally jump on in with Jesus, I may be too much for you. But if you're ready to turn your message into a movement and want to run with other messengers doing the thing at scale globally, search and follow the Messenger Movement Podcast on your favorite podcast platform or lifeaudio.com today.